So 2020 has been on my mind and I feel a lot of people should think five years ahead. And I feel a lot of people, they, they get so caught up in the past, right? And my motto for 2021 is don't be a dinosaur, but get, get ahead of the curve. So we have a guest, uh, Rima. Um, how are you doing today, Rima? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Doing excellent. It's good to have you. Uh, to give people context, um, we're going to talk about the fashion and influencer marketing. Yep. We're going to dive. We're going to dive into that. You know, you that's that's your lane. You know, uh, and I feel like that would benefit uh, models and other influencers. So if someone is a, a model or an influencer. Um, or they just into branding in general, uh, they'll be able to benefit. But here's an icebreaker for you, uh, Rima. What, what is your favorite thing to eat for brunch? Man, I have three favorite things. I love my food. I French toast, and I have like a sweet soup that morning. I love eggs Benedict. Nice. And honestly, I, I'm just classic, like uh, pancakes, sausage, cash browns, like all of that I could also do. So I'm all across the board. Yeah. It's <laughs> my favorite food. Yeah, you know, like uh, French toast is definitely like, if I have some French toast, some scrambled eggs, uh, a mimosa, um, bacon or sausage, I'm all good to go. You know, that's, 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 pretty, much, that's, pretty, much, that's pretty much my go-to. Um, but now that we got that out of the way, um, how did you get into influencer marketing? Like, what was your, what was your journey? Yeah. So, um, graduated with communications, minor in sociology. Um, I, like the first eight months when you graduate, you know, it's a trying time, can't find work. Um, I did the most millennial thing. I found my first job on a hashtag, <laughs> hashtag the most random, it was just so random. It was like social media job Chicago, you know, like usually when you're trying to find like a niche or something, you, you're more specific with the hashtag, but I just went with it and I found, um, a company called T&J Designs. It was two sisters that had their own fashion company. Really? And they were looking for a social media assistant. And I just thought, this is perfect. My internships were all related around um, social media and PR. And I thought this was the perfect job out of college. And it really was. I learned so much. Um, so with T&J, I did, um, obviously, social media. I created content for them. I worked with influencers, helped with photo shoots. Um, scouting influencers for the photo shoots, nice. um, styling for it. It was honestly a really good job. It was great. Um, the owner, one of the owners that I worked with directly, the other one lived in Seattle. Um, she was a really big influencer in Chicago. She was a huge fashion blogger. Had over 200K, probably one of the first in Chicago to, you know, do fashion blogging. And I went with events with her and I networked. I met these girls. Um, I helped her with her blog. And then, unfortunately, the company wasn't doing well, so I left, and I was, you know, doing my own thing for eight months. I couldn't find work. I had, like, had over 20 interviews within those eight months, and it was all no, no, no. Wow. Um, and, yeah, it, it sucked. So I said, why don't I start something for myself? I already know a bunch of people in the city. I'm familiar with a lot of the influencers. I should just start my own blog. I love writing. I love fashion. I'll just, you know, do it and see where it goes. Right. Um. And I think that was good for me because I already had the first step in like knowing a lot of these influencers. So I just jumped right on to like events and meeting more people. Um, and then my job from T&J Designs, Jen, 
um, she introduced me to the CEO of Akira. And Akira is this really big fashion brand in Chicago. We're all around the Midwest. We just opened in Atlanta, huge following on Instagram. Um, and I started with Akira just doing wholesale, doing like shoes. It wasn't my favorite job. It wasn't anything, but I was still hustling on the side. I was still doing my blogging. I was still going to events. I was right. still doing my Instagram. And then um, the stars aligned. The position opened up at Akira for a social media assistant or manager. And I was like, yep, that's my job. Like, right. <laughs> Perfect. Um, but I think it's just a testimony to doing what you love and just like sticking it through and, you know, the universal answer, you know, just like continue to do what you love and be passionate about it and things will work out in your favor. Exactly. You know, so yeah. our, our journeys are similar, but a little different. Um, yeah. And I definitely want your perspective on something, but I, like for me, I didn't go to college. I remember when I graduated high school, I was like, I don't know what I want to do. Because growing up, like for me, like growing up, just to give you a little background, my parents raised me that I was going to be a doctor, lawyer, or they wanted me to be a CEO millionaire. You know what I'm saying? So um, my first job was in um, healthcare. I, uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to be an x-ray assistant. So I did that for a little bit. And then when I graduated high school, I was like, no, I don't, I don't want to go to school. I don't want to go to college to do x-ray. Like, there was like a, I was in the ER one time and you know, I saw something and I was like, nah, I couldn't, I couldn't be a doctor. Like, if I'm seeing this and this is how I feel, I'm like, right. I'm, I'm not cut for this. You know, I'm not cut for this. So, um, so for me, how I got to where I am now, I've been in sales, I've been in marketing, and uh, I was actually, do you have a co-work in your city? Do you have any co-works? Like, uh, you probably have heard of WeWork. Yeah, we have that. Okay, so um, I worked for, um, I worked for a startup, and then I worked for a real estate investor, and then he started, um, you know, he started a co-work. And when I lost my job from there, because they downsized in 2020, I was like, okay, what I'm going to do now? So that's what got me into podcasting now. So similar to how you said, they kept saying no, no, no. And then you're like, you know what? I'm going to do my own thing. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes that's what what ended up happening. So here's a thought for you. So if someone's wanting to get into influencer marketing, do you feel they um, have to have a college background because you went to college? Or can they uh, become self-made? Hmm, that's hard. I feel like a lot of, it depends on like what you're going for. If you want to do something really big, like with a huge company, I think a lot of them do want a bachelor's degree. Even like looking at jobs like today, the other day, just like browsing, seeing. And yeah, a lot of them want bachelor degrees. But it's also, I think, who you know and the experience that you've gained. Um, networking is just huge especially in the fashion industry um so personally i would say that it's probably still really really important but you could probably still kind of become successful in a way Um, but i just feel like a lot of these bigger companies are looking for college degrees yeah that's that is a very good point that you said like uh the clientele or you know the high ticket or you know depending on um, how big someone wants to be or, or things yeah. of that nature. Cause you know, certain, like you said, some might just have that expectation. Right. Um, now you mentioned experience. 
what kind of experience so it's like okay let's just say someone's just starting out right yeah how do you feel they should uh whether like whether that's document their journey or like you know what should they be doing to eventually get those higher clients if even if they decide not to go to college um networking in the sense that you go to events right like there you have event right that huge platform you go on there you find out what events are happening in the city and you go to them you follow big influencers in your city that and a lot of them always promote big events obviously before pre-covid but you know you'd say hey i'm i'm going to bloomingdale's today you get 20 percent off your purchase and free champagne like, <laughs> like go for it even if you hate bloomingdale's like whatever it is you go and you say hey i follow you you know, I'm really familiar with your work, um, whatever, just make that connection. The face-to-face is so important um, because I feel like if, if you, even like internships in the sense, obviously I think a lot of internships do want college credit, but a lot of them don't. And if you know somebody, let's say you go to that event and you meet that influencer and you tell her like what you're interested in, and maybe she connects you with a huge PR agency and she's best friends with the owner, right? It's just the way, again, that the stars are aligned. You just never know. Um, you never know until you try. You never know until you go to these events or these pop-ups, whatever, and you network with people. You just like, like on Clubhouse, here we go. You, if you don't have a, um, a college degree, Clubhouse is incredible. You jump on there, you talk to people. You say, I just want an internship. Just give me an internship or whatever. You just like, you know, keep the doors. Like you just have to kind of do it. And college isn't for everyone, and that's totally okay. But, you know, you have social media at the, tip of, like, at the fingertips of your your hands whatever um and it's all there you just have to network dm that one person dm that pr or whatever company you want to work for and just you know get your foot in the door as best as you can exactly so for those listening and you know they're thinking about whether even if it's not necessarily to be a influencer and do influencer marketing um you know they should start their journey i feel like a lot of people uh, they get caught up in, oh, you know, I'm not good enough or, you know, I'm not smart enough or whatever the case. But I feel like sometimes people just got to start like they just got to do it. They just got to go for it. Um, and, you know, results speak. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. um, at the end of the day, like the proof is in the pudding. So if people can show that they can produce that result and like you said, network, make connections and you put in that putting in action and things um that definitely is a benefit so thank you for sharing so let's switch gears a little bit because you know fashion is your thing i'm passionate about fashion um and and, you know now it's quarantine so a lot of things are over over zoom or over digital and, and things of that nature but i feel like i don't know about you but i feel like um if you're on zoom you should still be presentable what's your thoughts on that yeah even if you work from home just like looking presentable just like changes everything like you just feel more put together and um, granted everyone has those like when I worked from home for a little bit I majority of the time I was just in like sweatpants a t-shirt I'm like I'm working from home this is amazing <laughs> um, but then eventually it gets to the point where like you feel sluggish at least for me you know so just putting on a nice pair of jeans or whatever pants with a nice top just like made me feel more like efficient in a weird way it's all like mental really you know it's the same thing where like 
you have a really good outfit on, you just feel confident, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Through working from home, I 100% feel like just dressing up. And it doesn't have to be fancy. Just something that you feel good in is more than enough. Facts. Like, for me, um, I like to have accessories. So whether that's a watch, whether that's a bracelet, you know, um, so that I make sure I can look the part. I like to wear pinky rings. Like, they're just part of my swag. Um, You know what I'm saying? And even, like, glasses. Like, um, so I wear glasses uh, to see far. But I wear, like, the blue light. I don't know if you got the blue light glasses. I wear them. um, I I wear those, you know, to, to protect and things like that. So... What kind of accessories do you feel people should wear, even though it's um, even though it's virtual? Um, I I think rings, one hundred percent. I love my rings. I have my one necklace that I wear all the time. Um, but I think those are my favorite too, and the earrings, obviously. Yeah. For, <laughs> those are my top three, but I always have my necklace on. But something about rings, it just like makes me feel so put together. Yeah. Same. Say because it's like about it. yeah there, I don't know I don't know if it's like a sophistication to it um, but as far as like ne- I do like wearing necklaces but I don't wear them in like professional I don't know for yeah. some reason like in my personal life I wear a necklace but I know I don't know like as a man I don't know like if that's professional or not so like I'm like eh. I that. you know what I'm saying yeah so I and I don't know what kind of impression it leaves so I'm like you know let me not let me wear out wear a chain like let me just leave that let me leave that right yeah um so here's the here's the finale question for you um business is personal right okay i don't know if you ever had a a situation and uh whether it's you know career thing or maybe a client situation and somebody says it's not personal it's just business right right but i feel that business can be personal so what's your take on that? Do you think business is personal or you think business is just business, like just strictly business? I uh, know. I would say it's personal. A hundred percent. I think when you're, when you love what you do, let's say, right. And you want things to work out, whatever it is between the business meeting, you know, it's like, what could I do? Could have done better? You know, was there something that I said or whatever it is, you know, I think that if you're in the business world or obviously, and you're passionate about what you do, it's always personal. I 100% I agree with that. Um, I feel like it takes a good, uh, strong person to say, oh, business is business, you know? I think if you are so into what you do, it's just like you take everything personally. So I would have to agree with you totally that business is personal. Yeah, especially, you know, within the times that we're living, um, you know, it's 2021. Yeah. And, you know, like... There's been situations where uh, a company, you know, something comes out about a company, whether the CEO did this, CEO did that, or this and a third. Yeah. And then people just stop shopping at that store or they stop, you know, going to that restaurant because they like, they took something personal, you know? Yeah. Um, and for me, I don't know about you, but I'm a value-based person. Like I, a lot of things I, I do based on my values. Um, so I definitely, I definitely feel like, uh, business is, is personal. Um, but yeah, what's your thoughts on, on, on values? Do you feel like people could veer away from something cause they feel like they, their values is, um, is not aligned with that company? 
Yeah, 100%. Especially now with um, social media and everyone speaking out. Like, um, I think more than anything, people appreciate a, some values in a company. Um, like for us, for instance, at Akira, um, after the George Floyd incident, we switched gears 150%. We're just like, okay, so what are we really doing to help you know, the black community? Mm. And so we started working with, um, we worked with a St. Louis designer. He's um, in college still, incredible, so talented. We had him use our platform. We created shirts with him and a percentage of the proceeds went to a charity of his choice. Mm. And then we worked with one of our employees um, she's a fashion designer. She's from St. Louis as well. And um, she created the collection, Let Us Live, and blew out of the water. Again, we had her, we tapped her, we let her use our platform. And so when a com- when you see a company have values and um, kind of bring back to any community, it makes you want to shop with them more. It makes you, right. um, it's like a connection almost. Just like, you know what? Like, I know that my money is going to, you know, it's going to use. We do, um, every month we donate to a nonprofit. Last month we just donated to Lift Up Atlanta and helps like underprivileged communities in Atlanta um, with the LGBT community. And yeah, so it's like you you want to see, you know, companies give back and have those kinds of values. Because, I mean, now, again, with social media, it's like you do one thing wrong, you're done. You know, and it's, it's like you have to make sure that more than anything, it's like um, humanity behind the brand. And it's not just like money, money, money. Right. That's awesome, though. That's awesome that y'all, y'all give back to the community. Yeah. That's definitely, um, that's definitely where it's at because it's like, even with what what we do, we find ways to try to give back to to different charities and things. Um, and speaking of the George Floyd Floyd situation, like to be vulnerable, yeah, I, I face prejudice. You know, um, yeah. it just I don't know. It, it's almost like I can't remember a time when I did it. You know what I mean? Like I remember yeah. like getting har- harassed by police and I was only a, I wasn't even 12 years old yet. Gosh, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, I remember, you know, you go into a store, people assume that you're going to steal, like you're getting looks or this or that. And you're like, Oh, what, what is this about? Um, so I'm pretty sure you've experienced that too. And we don't got to go down that rabbit hole, but it's unfortunate that, you know, uh, that's the way it's been for a period of time, you know? Yeah, 100%. And I think more than anything, speaking up, talking about it, you know, just starts the conversation going. And, you know, it more than anything, just brings awareness. And if we, if we have to start with that, then let's do it. But um, I feel like it's always the bad that gets more press, right? Mm-hmm. You don't hear the good. And everyone right. knows that. The good news, you never really hear about it. Facts. So... I, I like to think that there's more there's more humanity than not. It's always the bad people that are just the bad news that we hear about and it just like defeats us and it happens. Right. But I think there's a lot more good. You know. I agree. I totally yeah. agree. Um, and you know, I think you and I have something in common. I think we're both uh, strategists. Like yeah. you, you talked about um, your journey and how you became an influencer and influencer marketing. And then you talked about how strategically, once you heard about the George Floyd thing, you, you made moves. So with that said, like I said, in the beginning, 2026 has been on my mind. You know, I try to think five years ahead. So with 
um, with the industry that you're in, five years from now, what do you see it being like? Like, um, fashion yeah. or influencer marketing? Both. Or both. Both. Okay. Yeah. Man. That's a great question. Uh, obviously, fashion's not going anywhere anytime soon. I think it's always going to be a pop culture topic, 100%. It's always going to be in the news. Um, in terms of influencers, I feel like it's going to be, I'm, you're going to see more brands do long term partnerships, hmm. um, whether that's with like campaigns, um, producing like um, clothing items together. I think TikTok. I don't know what it's going to be in five years, but right now it's insane. Mm. The ROI, the return on investment you get with influencers when you work with them is crazy. Um, you can go viral with just one thing. We had just organic viral posts with people we didn't even work with. They just really? like, tagged our shoes. We had like these fake easy slides. We had them on the site for, oh my gosh, I don't even know how long, months. This girl posted it and within two days blew out of the water. Wow. The, it, it's crazy and then you get another, we got another one with um, our boots it was just like fur boots this like YouTuber posted on TikTok just like not even three seconds wow. we found out where it was blew it out of the water but like people on TikTok buy it's just like really but this mascara like everyone's dying to get it it's probably been on the shelves for months this girl did one just like tutorial just like her lashes looked incredible you can't find it like not online and not even the nearest drugstore me near me it's like insane like it's like everywhere it's taken over so i if tiktok continues to be this huge powerhouse for brands i 100 percent see it taking over instagram and any social media platform because on there people are just big time shoppers and you 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 know you see where your money goes if you would wow so you just you just taught me something because like i was on tiktok for like three months i'm i ain't, I ain't gonna hold you yeah. running for three months and you know i made a few videos and i was like eh, i don't know if this is my style you know what i'm saying so i was like and you know for me i'm like i don't feel like i'm the most funniest person so i was like i don't know if, and i don't want to dance on video so i was like so maybe I just had the wrong mindset. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I had the wrong mindset. So I was like, I'm getting off this. I'm getting off this. Um, but no, based on what you're saying, based on what you're saying, it sounds like um, I need to re reconsider some things. And uh, oh, is there is there any specific brand you want to shout out? Because you mentioned, um, you know, you were talking about brands. So like, are there brands you feel like that's going to explode? Or is there any specific brand you want to shout out? Yeah, of course, the brand that I work for, Shop Akira, A-K-I-R-A, we're huge. We're like under the Princess, or under Fashion Nova, Pretty Little Thing umbrella, but I feel like we're better. <laughs> but we have some really, really good clothes, and, you know, it's not, it's more than just like that fashion, really, like really cool, unique clothes that make you like stand out, good statement pieces. Um, and we're working with our first ever celebrity collaboration with Erica Banks. Nice. I don't know who she is. She's like the busset, busset singer that's also taking over TikTok. Okay. Um, so we're like, we're out there. Um, but other brands <laughs> that I think are really um, going to explode, um, I'm only talking fashion though, so I don't know if anybody would know, but Motel Rocks is a really big one. Um, Princess Polly is also really big. Okay. Um, 
Farfetch, but Farfetch is like a very big brand, but I like shopping from there. But. Yeah, see, for me, I'm more in the, um, I like, uh, I forget the terminology and I feel stupid for not remembering, but like uh, fitness apparel. Yep. Um, like you Gym know, Shark? Huh? Like similar to Gymshark? I don't know if you've heard of them. Yeah, I heard of them. I heard of them, but like I'm a huge Under Armour fan. Right. Okay, yeah. And I feel like I know Nike, Jordan, you know, I, but I feel like somebody's going to take over and be bigger than Nike. And, and I'm, I'm, I just have a feeling. Yeah. I have a feeling, especially like K-Swiss partnered with what Gary V. You know, he got his own shoe with yeah. them. Um, also, K-Swiss Jick- came up out of nowhere. Like they did- were the shit back in the day and then they just fell and now they're like coming back. What was that? K-Swiss, I K-Swiss. feel like... Oh, right, exactly, exactly. It's true to have, and now it's, like, coming back. Exactly, exactly. And didn't J. Cole drop a shoe recently, or no? I think, it was, I think he might have. I think he might have dropped a shoe, but I feel like a lot of, whether it's uh, music artists or, you know, uh, NBA players and things of that nature, I feel like um, they might not necessarily go with Nike. Um, they might not necessarily partner with Jordan. They might do their own thing. I think because so. it's done so much. You're right. Right. They wanted new brands. And I think brands that want celebrities are willing to pay more Facts. their brand, you know? Facts. Well, thanks, Rima, for, for being on the first se- or the first episode of season five. This will be the premiere episode. Uh, this is awesome sauce. And one thing I'll mention um, before we wrap things up is that um, in 2021, we're going to be exclusively audio. Um, I learned on Clubhouse that um, there's a lot of um, those who might be blind or, uh, you know, maybe their hearing is not well. And so with the, uh, you know, transcription with the words and everything, uh, captions and things, uh, they, they appreciate that. So, and, you know, someone told their story. I think her name is Rochelle. And I personally heard her open up about her story and kind of brought me to tears so i'm like you know what i'm going audio only um right and, and stuff like that so um but yeah That's so appreciate important. yeah appreciate having you on thank you for having me uh so i'm gonna, hit, I'm gonna hit stop here